Something Samson looked at it through other people's eyes. Take some time and reflect on what you believe in your soul. Cause that is the key to life. You gotta let the negativity go. Hello and welcome to What the Fox Podcast with your two hosts, Lindsay Fox and Amber Ross. Today's episode is sponsored by TherapyAppointment.com. Therapy Appointment was built for therapists by therapists, and it is the practical tool for starting, growing, and managing a practice. So in today's episode, we are going to discuss obstacles and the role of obstacles in our life, particularly because we are kicking off New Year's with all kinds of New Year's resolutions. And usually what stops us from actually achieving those goals are obstacles. Ta-da! Tis the season, right? <laughs> Happy 2023. Um, <laughs> Happy New Year. We and I wanted, we made it, right? Good grief. Um, I actually wanted to start today's episode with a quote that I found because um, it brought up, it gave me all the feels. So I wanted to share it here. It's really short and sweet. Henry Ford says, obstacles are those frightful things you see when you take your eyes off your goal. So initially I read this quote and I was like, yes, that's right. That's exactly what happens. You've taken your eyes off your goal and then you have an obstacle. And then I thought to myself about 10 seconds later, I was like, that's not it. That's not right. Obstacles pop up because they're a freaking part of life. Why are we looking at this as yes. I have an obstacle because I messed up? No. I love that <laughs> reframe. All right. Sorry, Henry Ford, but you're out. Yeah, I'm sorry. He was a smart guy and he got a lot of things right. But this one, I'm he's just a little off base in my opinion. I actually kind of love that you're bringing this up too, because it's true. Like a part of life is just the fact that there are going to be speed bumps and random obstacles and barriers that get in the way because we're human. Right. Shit happens. <laughs> like, okay, that's a wrap. We're done with today's episode. <laughs> no, it would not be a true Lindsay and Amber episode if we didn't provide some guidance around obstacles. We can't just call it out. I mean, we can. We could just say, hey, you're going to face obstacles. Yeah. That's a part of life. You figure out a way over, under, around, through that obstacle, right? Precisely. Like, and, and, you know, we are totally well known for brevity. Yes. We are totally well known for being that short is, and sweet with that our That is bullshit. our superpower. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, on that note, I'd like to share something that I have. It's a magnet that I've held on my, I've had on my refrigerator forever. And no matter where I have lived, I've always carried this magnet with me. And most people kind of know this quote based off of just the basics of happiness is a journey, not a destination. So mm. cheesy, but it's so true. And I yeah. want to go a little bit deeper with the quote itself by Sousa. And it says, for a long time, it seemed to me that life was about to begin real life, but there was always some obstacle in the way, something to be gotten through first, some unfinished business, time still to be served, a debt to be paid. At last it dawned on me, oh, that these obstacles were my life. This perspective mm. has helped me to see there is no way to happiness. Happiness is the way. So treasure every moment you have and remember that time waits for no one. Oh, I love that. And I'm so glad that you shared that because that's a that's a mindset shift, right? That's an intentional mm -hmm. decision to look at a situation differently. Yes. And I and I personally, I mean, this magnet is perfect for me personally, because I am that person who constantly 
has all kinds of shit on my to-do list where I'm like, oh, but let me get this done first. And then I'll go do da 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 Or if I go do this, then I can accomplish that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's frankly, it's a mindset shift that I constantly have to attune to and modify as needed on a continual basis. So I have reminders like that throughout my house and that magnet just happens to be one of them. I love that. That's great. I've actually seen that on your fridge and I, um, it's always a good gut check for me when I read things like that, because I think, mm-hmm. okay, are you present in the moment? How are you like, are you just going through the motions? Are you just mm-hmm. existing or are you actually taking an active role in your life? And I think that's one of those good reminders that it's like, nope, yeah. show up, be there, be present. That's right. Because that all of those distractions in essence are the obstacles. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. Yeah. So with that, I do think the the mindset aspect is important to address in this context, because uh, I think that in, in our society, we often talk about, I don't know, well, it's more like what we don't talk about. We don't talk about the gray areas. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just like you set a goal and you, and you attain the goal and it's just nobody really talks about the in-between parts, but it's like the in-between parts that, that journey, that whether they're obstacles or however you want to perceive them, that's life. We're all going to Yeah, have that's them. the important part. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that as a society we've normalized a little too much is not achieving our goals because we let fear keep us from getting started, right? Because mm-hmm. in a lot of my life, as I reflect on obstacles I've faced, um, the biggest one is fear. And I just let it stop me and I let it keep me from doing the hard thing because I'm scared Mm -hmm. I'll fail. I'm scared I won't be good at it. I'm scared that it won't work out the way that I expect it to. And it's just easier to walk away and say, no, I'm not ready for that yet. Like maybe we'll do that tomorrow or maybe we'll do that Mm -hmm. next year. That Mm -hmm. I didn't set the right goal this year. And I think that's such a we're doing ourselves a disservice, right? Because the more you do that, the more you set a goal and then you choose not to pursue that goal at all. It's not about achieving the goal. It's about putting in effort to actually try. So the more we allow ourselves to give up before we've even gotten started, we're setting those patterns in our brain. So then every time you set a goal, your brain's like, oh, hey, I know what to do. Right. Avoid. Right. <laughs> Walk away. Yeah. Forget and about that's, it. That's a that's a really cool fact though. It's uh psychology wise, like avoidance is really what exacerbates our symptoms. So hey, you anxious thinkers and and whatever, uh doers, beers, those who have a lot of anxiety in your life, it is generally linked to this concept of avoidance, because the more we avoid this, the feared stimulus or stimuli, the more that we are going to exacerbate the symptoms of mm-hmm. anxiety. And um, it, it's it's wild because we're not looking at it like that in the moment, of course, we're just looking for short-term relief. Mm-hmm. Looking to, you know, how can I make that uncomfortable feeling go away? Oh, okay, I'll avoid it. As quickly as possible. I want it to go right. away. I want it to go away now and I want to move on. But then, you yeah. know what? <laughs> Here's what happens next. You wake up three days later and you're like, man, I really should try that. Why didn't I try that? What's going on? So then you just spin through that cycle again and you end up avoiding it. And, and it's like guilty because you didn't do it. And then I'm not good enough. Uh, and la, 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 la. Yeah. I mean, it can, it really can generate quite the hamster wheel that, you know, as time goes on, it can definitely manifest in like an actual mental health diagnosis yeah. of like clinical depression or generalized anxiety or what, what have you. Um, 
it, it definitely can become very self-sabotaging. So we definitely want to encourage y'all to kick off this new year by saying, what is it that I'm trying to avoid? What is it yeah. that I'm fearful of? Yeah. What is the, what is the perceived obstacle versus yeah. what is the actual obstacle? Right. And actually yes. doing a little self-reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a, one of the meditation books that I, um, kind of flip through from time to time. I like how they conceptualized, um, just this idea of releasing fears and limitations. Mm. They said, um, releasing the fears, beliefs, and preconceived limitations that we have around anything we want to manifest is often the most critical step to manifesting. So much of what blocks us is that deep down in our subconscious, we don't actually believe we can have or attract that thing in our, into our lives. This will cut off your manifestation every time. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm hearing this thing say, this paragraph is really, you know, we are what we think. Yeah. And, you know, if our core belief is saying we are not good enough, we are not lovable enough, we are not capable enough, then we're already setting the intention from the get-go that we are just doomed. Yeah, we're going to fail. Yeah, so why start? And therefore, there you go with the avoidance pattern. And there lies, <laughs> therein lies the obstacle. Yeah, I was going to say, therein lies a lot of my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. Yep. Well... And Go ahead. Say, say a little bit more about that, Amber. <laughs> no, I'm just going to share, like, all of this is rooted in self-confidence. All of it is rooted in self-limiting beliefs. Mm. All of it is rooted in our um, ability to trust ourselves and mm -hmm. to also put ourselves out into the universe in a new capacity, right? Because mm -hmm. goals are about growth. We don't set goals that are, like, little and achievable and something that's totally within our comfort zone. We tend to set goals that push us. And mm -hmm. that push, that growth mindset, that extra oomph, um, like it requires you to get uncomfortable and it requires you to get real with yourself. And I think that's where um, we choose the safe route. We choose mm -hmm. the easy route, even if it is uncomfortable in itself. Well, let, let us not even get into all the other side noise that can distract us. So we're, we've only been, we've only scratched the surface, barely oh, yeah. self-limiting beliefs. We haven't even gotten to the fact of like, what will our family think? What oh, will our gosh. colleagues think? What will my friends think? What will my spouse think? Um, yeah. I mean, and just speaking through the lens of like, just being an entrepreneur, you know, that's a very scary freaking thing yes. to say like, Hey, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to pursue this other way of life that is not as, um, I don't want to say socially acceptable, but it's definitely more scary. Like the people that have, that go out and do that. It's like, you kind of have to, you just have to throw yourself out there and say, I'm going to do yeah. it come hell or high water <laughs> and hope that it works out. I agree. And being an entrepreneur is the perfect example of that because you're right. It is socially acceptable. You're running a business, you're working, you're doing the things, um, uh, but you have chosen to kind of take out the safety net of working for someone else, right? Yeah. You've chosen to um, put all of your eggs in one basket and really lean into it because that's something that you're passionate about, because it's something that means something to you, because it's something that is on your heart or in your spirit to do that thing. Yep. And it is soul crushing to have someone close to you mm express negative feedback on that. And I know that's mm. something that stopped me for a long time 
because I was like, I can't handle, it feels like rejection, right? And I can't yes. handle you rejecting my idea or my baby, like this thing that I'm really excited about. Yes. Like judgment. that. Yes. Just the, the judgment of, even if it's not believing in your idea, but the, the, what's not being said out loud is I don't believe in you. Yeah, exactly. It feels that like you that. can do it, right? Yeah. yeah, because it's like, well, even, you know, I think about the fact that coaching wise, my coaching business started with me working with a lot of people in the entertainment industry. Um, yeah. For when, when the pandemic hit, a lot of these people in the entertainment industry, models, actors, singers, their whole lives were put on hold mm. and they had they had no way to kind of express their, their creative self, right. Of, of doing commercials or movies or music or runway stuff, you know, whatever, yeah. but it's like their outlet for expression, for financial gain, their identity, it all washed away. Cause it's mm -hmm. like, well, shit, now who am I and how am I going to earn money during this wild, crazy time where no one knows if there's an end in sight. Yeah. And Frankly, when you think about the people who've really made it in that line of work, think about what that must have been like for them to say, hey, mom and dad, I'm going to move out to Los Angeles. I'm going to pack up my shit and go to New York. Um, I'm going to really try to make it in this field, yeah. in this industry. I'm going to try to make it in the entertainment industry. And it's like, think about how many parents respond to like, oh, shit, I am scared shitless for my child right now. Please don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're going to yeah. do that, why don't you go get a, go get a four-year degree first and then kind of do the singing stuff on the side. <laughs> right. Because it makes so much more sense to have a four-year degree and do something you hate. Yes. And have your passion, have your passion project simply as a contingency plan behind the scenes and not actually allowing it to lead your life and your life purpose and what you feel is your calling. <laughs> I mean, Man, so there's a whole lot wrapped into that. Like that could be its own episode in itself. So yeah. I'd, I'd like to like oh, yeah. hold space for that because that is something our society does day in and day out. And it is mm -hmm. so normalized, something that's not even looked at. Um, to me, so that think, is the obstacle. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> to me, as we're talking about that, like, that is the obstacle are the people uh, submitting their, their unsolicited input or trying to squash other people's dreams and say like, that's nice, but have you considered this safety mm -hmm. over here? And while yeah. it's great to inspire perspective taking and to just express that you are concerned about X, Y, Z, you don't want to steal someone's joy or tell them like whatever they're passionate about is not worthy or they're not worthy in terms of pursuing it. Yes. And if someone didn't ask for your feedback or ask for your opinion on it, maybe just say, oh, cool. I'd like to hear more about that. Or mm -hmm. I can see that really excites you. Do you want to tell me more? Instead of like throwing up your fears all over their excitement, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Well, frankly, we see parents do this all the time with their kids, no matter what the age is, <laughs> Yeah, where there, there is a lot of throwing up of our own fears and anxieties on our kids. And then our kids, of course, repeat that generational pattern. So it's like, you yes. know, this is a great, this is a great point of reflection, I think, kicking off the new year of like, you know, how do we want to inspire people to have their own sense of self, their own level of authenticity and leaning into who they want to claim as their yeah. identity um, and, and not be that barrier or obstacle that gets in their way? 
Like, why are we allowed to dream big as a little kid, but then we are supposed to squash it as soon as we turn 18? Doesn't make sense. No, it makes no sense because, because we don't think, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no risk when you're a little kid who says, I want to be, um, let's see, what did Hazel tell me the other day? Uh, she wants to be a dog trainer. Well, I don't so, I've got on listen, my dog mom shirt. I will support her in that. I will pay her way through school. I have never been more proud sitting and listening. Like I'm always proud of Hazel. Like she just, she rocks my world. She is an amazing child. She tests me on the daily, but like she makes my heart sing. So I'm sitting and I'm listening to all of the things that these kids have decided that they want to be when they grow up. And it's like, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be president. I want to be, you know, a nurse, a doctor, the dentist, whatever the case may be. And then here's Hazel. I want to be a dog trainer. I was like, yes, queen. That's a great idea. I love it. <laughs> I agree. I stand for that all day. <laughs> but like, Dogs are the my best heart, people in the world. Yes. I like, I saw the smile it brought to her face. I saw the joy it brought to her when she was like sharing that. And simultaneously, I felt the judgment wave around me when she said that, like I saw people get physically, like they positioned, repositioned themselves in their seats or they made a face. And I'm like, don't you steal her joy? Yeah. It was the strangest thing because people were like a dog trainer. And I guess, I don't know if they were confused, surprised, like I, you know, whatever, maybe it stirred something up in them. Um, But I'm like, man, Dog trainers, like that's an unsung hero because some of these dogs are unruly. And I like you've met Stella, right? Mm-hmm. I had a dog trainer, a virtual dog trainer to try to pull her into line so that she could exist in our family. And I thought to myself, that was Hazel's experience. And she really enjoyed that and saw the benefit and mm-hmm. said, I could do that. Yeah. That child isn't looking yeah. at obstacles. She doesn't care about. Also, <laughs> like... I was going to say, also, I'd like to point out, I'm pretty sure there was a little girl in America's Got Talent or one of those shows that went really far as a dog trainer. So yeah, Hazel, I you're vote right. for you. I love it. But <laughs> uh-huh. I share all of that. It's a little bit of a tangent, but I share it because Hazel doesn't sense obstacles. She doesn't <laughs> see them. Like they just don't exist in I her love world. That girl. If they're not Man. obstacles, they are opportunities in disguise for her to kick over like the little warrior yeah. she is. Right? She's just going to go right yes. through the wall. But um, <laughs> And I think we could all adopt that mentality. But it takes a certain, as an adult with our brains and our um, life experiences, it takes us a little bit more effort to mm-hmm. view the world in that way. And I think, um, Lindsay, I'm sure working with your clients, you have a lot of resources and ideas and patterns and um, like tangible things that folks can do to work through obstacles, right? Or you can change a mindset. So I didn't know, do you have like one or two things that you kind of your go-to if somebody's hitting that wall and you want to help them through it or over it? I honestly think that this is such a personalized question Mm. because I feel like it depends. It's such a situation specific thing that I work with differently with every client, but I do think it comes back to mindset, like with every possible scenario that you can anticipate, it it really does include like, wait, let's just take a pause and and pay attention to two things. Number one is, did you sense a mood shift? Did you all of a sudden go from feeling joyful and happy about this idea? And then all of a sudden transition into, oh, I'm feeling sad, angry, Mm, lonely disappointed, ashamed, guilty, whatever. 
um, you know, is there a mood shift that you're kind of noticing? So I think number one, it's like really picking up on your um, awareness of your internal body cues and what they're telling you. So maybe you don't know what created the shift yet, but you mm-hmm. know when there's a mood shift all of a sudden, like you can feel the energy in your body shift. So I would say number one would be increasing your awareness around that. Um, and then number two, once you have built that awareness, which it takes time, by the way, to mm-hmm. like attune to this part of your body and your energy levels. Um, the second thing would be starting to build your awareness of like, okay, when these mood shifts happen, or I'm feeling some kind of way, like when you said you felt the wave of judgment kind of take place yeah. in Hazel's classroom or whatever, wherever it was. Um, it, likewise, uh, as adults, you know, when we kind of feel that shift take place, time out just look around you for a second and say, what was the situation, person, place or thing or whatever, what just took place, what just took place and, yeah. and how did that tie into that mood shift and really pausing for a moment. So even if you're super busy, whatever, doing a thousand things, fine, just take a mental note of it or literally scr- scribble down the incident on a piece of notebook paper, write down the mood before the mood during or after, and then come back to it later. And that's whenever I really encourage my clients to try something called thought records. Mm. And it's to actually take a moment to look at what was the situation or event what was the first thought that took place associated with that situation or event and kind of like make a list of whatever those automatic thoughts were that just kind of flooded you in that moment Mm -hmm. and understanding that those automatic thoughts are what actually led to your mood shift. And so a big part of the cognitive behavioral model, particularly in the context of my coaching line of work is paying attention to how our thoughts influence our emotions. Yeah. And ultimately, like, like I'd mentioned before, maybe that mood shift you notice is like shame or embarrassment or disappointment or, or anger or upset, whatever. Um, those emotions actually guide our decision-making. So going back to the beginning of this episode, when we were talking about the role of avoidance, right? So if we have this thought that I'm going to let them down by telling them my dream, or I'm going to pursue, I'm going to quit my job and pursue this business if we have this thought of, you know, they're going to think that I'm not going to do well, or they're not going to support me, mm-hmm. then that automatically feeds into our feeling of shame or disappointment or sadness or whatever it is, anger. And then that could potentially generate our reaction or action or behavior, whatever you want to call it, of avoidance. Mm-hmm. So next thing you know, you're avoiding the very thing that you set out to achieve, or you're putting that goal on the back burner for tomorrow because it gets a little bit too scary because we've now let our emotions, negative emotions drive front seat in the car and we've taken a back seat and let them, we're letting them steer everything. Yeah. So that's really what can keep us in this pattern of being stuck. And it's like, at some point you have to make a conscious decision of saying, I need to get off of this hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. I am driving myself nuts and not getting anything accomplished in the process. And now I feel like a failure. And so it's like, it generates a lot of self-sabotaging behavior patterns. So I know those aren't like really quick, succinct ways of doing things, but that's in essence what the cognitive behavioral model is all about. No, I think that's super helpful because it puts the onus on you and actually figuring out what's real, what's true, what's standing in your way and figuring out a way to work through it. And I think, Mm -hmm. um, As you were talking, I started thinking about obstacles that I've faced in the last year, you know, the last two years. And 
um, of course, we talk about this quite often, this podcast, right? Because you came up with this idea and approached me about it. And it was a long courtship process of trying to convince Amber that like this was something that Amber could do because in my mind, there were so many obstacles to getting this podcast off the ground, right? I didn't know how to video edit videos. I didn't know anything about podcast platforms. I didn't know anything about... Um, talking on a podcast or coming up with ideas or sharing you did. like you just didn't believe in yourself so let me just exactly that. <laughs> well but like in my mind as you were talking about it I could see the excitement I could feel the excitement I could feel the energy and it's like half of my brain said yes that's a fun idea that's a really great idea this could be yeah. really beneficial for so many reasons and then yeah. immediately you know the negative thought committee came on board <laughs> Yep. And was like, here, let me show you a hundred reasons why that's not a good idea. Yep. And so for me, if I think about the way that I dealt with those obstacles, obviously a lot of encouragement from you, a lot of talking through how <laughs> we like were going to gonna do this. It like a little bit of arm <laughs> twisting, manipulation, persuasion. No. <laughs> no. Um, but it was turning the obstacles into a to-do list, right? Yeah, because I needed... It. I needed to reframe it and I needed to give myself the confidence and the tools to do what we wanted to do together. So that yeah. meant, okay, spend a little time learning about podcasts, spend a little time, find somebody to teach you how to edit videos and audio, right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. These are all things that were totally doable, but in yeah. my mind, in that moment, they were insurmountable. They were like yes. totally could not be overcome. When you break them down into a simple task list, mm -hmm. it became very obvious. I'm like, oh, doable, 100%. We got this. We can make it happen. Yes. Um, yeah. And here we are, right? But that's yeah. just like- And cheers to us because we've now been doing this for more than a year, Amber. I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so, it's hard to believe that our first episode aired in January of 2022. And here we are yeah. in On January of 2023, <laughs> like- yeah. Ah, it just like, it's amazing to see that come full circle, especially with this yeah. topic of obstacles, because had we let any one of those thousand obstacles actually take root, yeah, then we wouldn't be here today. And we would have missed out on so many yeah. opportunities and so much fun yeah. in 2022. And I'm just grateful, yeah. like, honestly, I'm grateful that both of us are too stubborn to let um, <laughs> all of that stuff stand in our way, right? <laughs> Yeah, and in fact, maybe this is where some some of our perfectionistic tendencies <laughs> it it actually I feel like elements of that worked to our benefit because yeah. we both are very similar in that kind of way, but then we also have each other's like accountability partners mm -hmm. of like listen, like listen, Lens, listen, Amber, done is better than perfect. We just need to get the shit yeah. out there. And so like I feel like holding ourselves accountable for reminding each other like done is better than perfect. That is what allowed us to get started. And so frankly, that's like the number one barrier I have seen in my own life of being an obstacle is the fact that I am so uh Per, I am so like rigidly attentive to certain things, mm, which is yeah. funny because like, I know there's other things that I could care less about. Whereas like, <laughs> those are the things that you hyper fixate on. And I'm like, oh, you can yeah. have those Amber. I don't want those. <laughs> yeah. And so we really do have a 
we have a really good marriage, Amber. We do. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we have a very good like partnership duo going on here where we balance each other out. But my obstacles in life have generally been rooted around this idea of like, I want things done a certain way. And then my brain gets like stuck and fixed mm -hmm. on this certain way of doing things. And, you know, now a lot of time has passed, but I've been able to like sort of train myself through that of being like, okay, lens, I, I am aware and I'm holding space for my need to be super fixated on this thing right now. And you can put that on a shelf and come back to it because you got to keep going. Yeah. And we also have shit to do. So <laughs> yes, right. So it's like, and I, and really just having that mantra in mind has been a big help. It's just done is better than perfect to just get it out there, push it out yeah. there and you'll, the rest will fall into place. Well, and here's um, the reality, right? Done is better than perfect because you don't learn anything by not doing anything. You only learn by getting something wrong or by doing it away and finding, you know what, that didn't work out that well for me. Let's try it differently yeah. next time. But yeah. sitting and allowing fear to keep you rooted and not actually starting a thing teaches you mm -hmm. nothing other than teaches you that you're really fear. good at failing, right? You're really well, good yeah. at being afraid. Yeah. And letting your fear take take over. And that is yeah. like, that is what self-sabotaging behaviors are all about is like letting your fear win. So yeah. for those of y'all who are, you know, wanting to take that leap and I don't know, I know Amber, you started running a few years ago or whatever yeah. it was. I was like, what? Like you, I, so just for the record, you guys, you'll never catch Lindsay Fox running. <laughs> I said that 10 years ago and eight years ago and six years ago and mm -hmm. two years ago, I spent a year running. Yeah. At this point, I'm just trying to get my knees to love me for doing yoga. Like I cannot even <laughs> fathom, I cannot even fathom running, but I mean, that is something that I've always been like, nope, I am not a runner. I'm not a runner, but you know, I've, I've challenged myself a little bit here and there to be like, all right, I'll give it a go. And then every time yeah. my knees are like, no F you, this isn't happening, but well, and please. let's be honest with your knees, the way they are running is not a thing that you need to pursue right now. It's not anything that's going to benefit you or like, <laughs> there's yeah, no extra kidding. points for being in pain. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Yep. But that, and that's just it though. It's like you, I think it's, it's giving yourself the necessary grace of being like, okay, this is feasible. This is not. And yeah. And just doing the best that you can with what you've got. I think that's really what it comes down to because otherwise, you know, these in terms of obstacles and of itself, it's like, you're, you're going to allow it to completely hijack every lived experience known to mankind if you continue to go down that trajectory, which is why I Absolutely. love having that quote on my refrigerator, because it reminds me that like it, this is life. Mm -hmm. Shit is always going to be in your way. Yeah. And it, so it's funny that you just said that because you just jogged a memory for me. Um, one of the things that I talk to my clients about, because obviously I have, um, I'm a coach in the health and wellness space, right? Where people are, and they tend to be focused on a finish line, a very yeah. finite thing that they want yeah. to achieve, whether like that's, lose you know, number of, yeah. yeah, I want to be able to do 50 push-ups. I want to be two pant sizes smaller. I want to lose 90 pounds. I want to, yeah. you know, I want to be able to run a marathon, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. The trick is to find joy in the journey. And as cliche as that sounds, it is the same as your um, it's the same idea as the quote yeah. that you shared, right? You yeah. have to understand that there are not finite points 
in this journey of life that are the only important things. If you only focus on that start and that end, you miss all of the beautiful things that happen in between. And you also make for quite a miserable existence because what you're going to find when you get to that finish line that you've set up, it's not going to be as fulfilling as enjoying the process of getting there and finding something to really lean into in that learning process or that growth process. Yeah. Well, think about too, as you were sharing that, I I was reflecting on how um, in the past I used to be so rigidly fixed on the outcome, right? Mm -hmm. That end goal that by the time I attain that goal, even like it could be like the, the week before I know I'm going to attain the goal, I'm already looking at the next one. Yeah. I'm already looking at the, like, how, how do I, you didn't celebrate it. It didn't satisfy nope. you. It didn't feel mm-hmm. any different. You just move right on to the next thing. And it's yeah. that, it's that cycle that we have to break one. You have That's to create right. the time to celebrate. And two, you have mm-hmm. to create the space to enjoy the journey and find something along the way to be yes. mindful of yourself. And, um, what I tend to encourage people to do is to set many milestones and celebrate the heck out of them. Like mm-hmm. if on day one, They're you like could do one push up, yeah, yeah, a reward system. If on day one, you could do one push up, and then all of a sudden you're cranking out three push ups, that's a celebration. Like yeah. that is something yeah. that you need to pat yourself on the back for. And it's something yeah. that we, as a society, we don't give ourselves the opportunity to celebrate the small wins, but that that's small right. win is what builds up momentum to overcome the obstacle and to get to the big win. That's right. That's right. I mean, I can think of so many different examples where I've kind of like had that, that mindset of like, let me just go ahead and reward myself along the way. Yeah. Um, to, to, so that I can get to the end goal where by the time I get to the end goal, I'm like, wow, that wasn't as hard as I thought, but I mean, but here we are. (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, I know for me, my divorce journey was a huge area that I identified as a major obstacle for me being able to just live my life on so many different levels. I mean, I just, I felt like, man, is this ever going to end? Like, am I ever going to be able to just like get back to my source of financial freedom and just whatever it is, so many different elements of, of that process made me feel super stuck in limbo. And so even kind of holding space for that situation alone, um, really made me sit in the shit and say, okay, Lindsay, focus on your locus, focus on your locus of control. What, what are the obstacles here that you can have an influence on? And, you know, why are you letting this obstacle get in your way? And, you know, whenever I kind of even now take a look at that, it's like, okay, wait a minute. There are things that I can control. There are decisions that I can choose to make. And, you know, had I let that situation dictate every single decision, which by all means, it definitely was in the beginning stages. Yeah. Brutally exhausting. Um, And just for our listeners, this was like, this is, this has been a three year long process. So it's, uh, you know, at the beginning, it was pretty just like, oh my gosh, everything is driving, um, yeah. you know, every bit of this obstacle is defining my decision-making. Uh, and over time, it just got to the fact like, you know what? Yeah, I gotta keep going. Like, I can't keep waiting. This has been ridiculous. And it was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. It yep. really was the best thing I could have ever done my, with myself. And just in, in seeing like these obstacles are, um, while they are real obstacles at times, it might feel very overwhelming. Um, 
it only can have as much energy as you choose to give it. Yep. Absolutely. You're in the driver's seat, friend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I definitely, I definitely feel like that now. Yes, you are now. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. But it takes, it takes, it's, it's hard work. I mean, whatever those obstacles are, whatever it is that you're trying to do, whether it's, you know, changing your job, losing the weight, you know, trying to be a better spouse or partner, you know, whatever it is, it, it requires hard work, readiness to change and a, and a high level of commitment. And the ability to fall and get back up right? Because you're not going to get it right Mm -hmm. 100% of the time. And I think what defines strength and defines like what sets the people apart who get to their goals and truly get to celebrate those goals are the people that are willing to fall down and get back up and go, okay, let's try again. Yeah. Like it didn't work the first time. That doesn't mean it's not going to work the second time. Yeah. Never give up. Yeah. Never give up. Um, and, and, speaking on that note, this is just like a little side thought is divorce is not failure. <laughs> I feel like absolutely so true. many yeah. people try to endure with great distress. Cause they're like, Oh, I have that fixed mindset that it's supposed to be some kind of way. And it's like, no, divorce is not failure and no. falling is not failure. That's where Mm-mm. you keep, that's where the, the growth is. The learning is learning to reclaim your sense of self, your joy, honor your needs, whatever that is. But those obstacles don't have to define who you are and to stop you from fulfilling whatever your life purpose is. Yeah. And if we want to kind of tie it all together, right? The idea that an obstacle has presented itself doesn't mean that you've failed or you've messed up. The idea that um, something is popping up that's standing in your way oftentimes means that you're in the right direction. Like the things that are actually difficult and challenging to work through and the things that challenge your brain and your body and your, like your whole being Generally, those are the ones that are supposed to work out. And I think we have this idea that if it's meant to be, it'll be easy. Friend, (laughs) (laughs) I cannot tell you how many things in my life, like (laughs) I know were meant to be and have not been easy at all. No, no, the shit's never easy. Even with this podcast for crying out loud. Amber and I straight up called this shit toward, I don't know, when was this in the spring, I guess. And we started talking like, you know, the more this podcast keeps growing, there's probably going to be some shade thrown at us. Yeah. We were like, (laughs) man, (laughs) one year and one cease and desist later, um, we have definitely learned. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Remember that incident? I do Um, remember that incident. Yes. We've been through it guys. We've been through it, but I mean, they're even having this podcast, it has not been a flawless experience. There have been obstacles. There have, there has been some shade thrown on us and, but, but it's not going to stop us. You know, it's not going to stop us from choosing to pursue what brings us joy in this podcast with a purpose. Uh, But there, there's always going to be someone who can't be happy for your experience or your decision-making or what it is that you're choosing to do with your life. And, and frankly, it's, we have that sense of agency as human beings to say, am I going to allow that to stop me from following my path or not? Heck no, negative. Nope. <laughs> Glad we got that worked out. <laughs> oh my gosh, Lindsay, this was fun. I always have a blast chatting with you. I love Likewise. talking about obstacles and especially this time of year, you hopefully, <laughs> I mean, yes, I let my, yes, yes, it's true. Yes. Also, um, hopefully you find some encouragement here. Hopefully this helps to plant a seed in your brain to overcome that obstacle or identify that obstacle and start to work through those issues so that you can achieve your goals and so that you can 
um, finally take fear out of the driver's seat, right? That's right. Absolutely. Hey guys, we really appreciate you tuning in to what the Fox podcast today. We would like to ask you to rate our episodes. The more you go into your podcast platform. So whether that's Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, whatever the case, please rate the what the Fox podcast, the more you do this, it helps boost us to new listeners and we value our new listeners. And we want to mm -hmm. say thank you so much for your dedication and tuning into our episodes every Tuesday. And we invite you to share our podcast with your friends, please. And don't forget, we do have a YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash at what the Fox podcast. So until next Tuesday, bye y'all. Bye guys. See you next Tuesday. And we all sing Everything is gonna be just fine It's gonna fall into place The sun is gonna set on your terrible day